This is just winging it. And I think we got this. And I think we got this, John Abdullah. I'm Patrick um, Green. You I'm introducing Green. everybody today. I am John Abdullah. We're doing this. We're getting by. We, we did have to skip a week. Um, I hope you enjoyed the video we shared on Facebook uh, for that. Because, you know, I felt like we had to put something out so you didn't think we were dead. It is like the the absolute bare minimum that we could have possibly done yeah. is that video that we put up. But I have to say, you know... We got a surprising amount of likes on it <laughs> yeah, for, we... <laughs> for the amount of time we put into it. So, yes. hey, everybody, you know, the, the many of you who saw that three-minute video, um, you know, of a bunch of crazy Zoom backgrounds getting interrupted by wind noises and children screaming in the right, back, you know, right. I just want to say thank you. It meant a lot to us, you know. And apparently the ROI on that was a lot higher than this, in fact. <laughs> so I'm starting to think... <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, we were just talking about how, you know, we really want to try uh, using Zoom more because it's a sponsor. It's going to be a sponsor. They don't know it yet, they but they be. will. They should be. Um, they need a little help. I, I don't think they're getting enough business right now. <laughs> um, so they're going to be a sponsor, and we may try Zoom. We may also try to do something where uh, you can actually join us because, you know, why not, right? We're doing it virtually anyway. Yeah, this was something we were just talking about, uh, and we are going to pilot this either next weekend or maybe the one after that, sort of depending on how things go. But we will yeah. let you know sometime in the second half of next week, you know, if, if we're going to go for it. And the idea with this would be, this is a formal invite to you listening to this, ye multitudes. Yeah. There will be Zoom details put out, you know, on our Facebook page, and we'll, you know, probably just text a couple of you two to make sure that, you know, people see it. Um <laughs> And, uh, and then, you know, you can hop on. It's totally drop in, drop out. It doesn't matter. It'll be 40 minutes, you know, because we're You can just breathe. Skates. You can just, you know, in the corner, breathe loudly. Just seductively or yep. like, you know, to like give it sort of like that air of like a horror movie where like the yes. tension's ramping up, right? With the heartbeat right. noises. Um, and just sort of like whatever we want to talk about. But the reality is, is the reason that John and I are doing this during quarantine this much is because it feels good to check in, you know? It feels oh, good it to so kind of does. To sort of keep tabs on how we're doing and how, you know, our friends are doing. So we would love to get you guys in on that yeah. too and see how you're doing. So so be totally. stay tuned. Hopefully next week we'll see. We'll give it a shot and we'd love to have you on. We would. Because, um, you know, the checking in thing has been uh, more than ever. I mean, it's always been, you know, I think what has sustained us in doing the show. Um, and right now, especially, you know, having any time <laughs> to just stop and like, check in on what the hell's happening um i missed it last week because even you know even going an extra week i feel like i have all this pent up uh check-in to do with you yeah um and, oh, i want to hear about it you've been coaster. you've been going crazy lately you've been presenting on scrum at work which thank you for putting up the recording of that <laughs> yes yes you're john welcome. as i think i mentioned whenever the hell the last episode was which feels like either it was yesterday or it was two years ago i don't really know yeah but john is like now that. uh he has hundreds of thousands of people reporting to him at work he's moving yeah. up through the ranks yet again he is uh, to in charge of this floor again. amazing yep. of new team, hundredth yeah. floor. Yep. Uh, and uh, and so he's you know kind of moving and shaking at work right now. <laughs> and uh, and we had an actual meeting together the other week to discuss That's ways true. of collaborating together that aren't just this podcast, which, which was is pretty really exciting. exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. More collaboration coming. Yeah. More uh, life saving, world saving collaboration from Oxfam. Uh, still proud in this moment to be working there and, and doing the work. And, you know, we never do this, but I feel like if we're ever gonna, it's a good moment to just mention that, you know, one of the things that um, has really helped me and and I'm sure you can relate is that, you know, we work at an organization that is responding to this disaster and, you know, working with vulnerable communities around the world, um, Oxfam. And, 
you know, it's a good moment for us to just be able to at least have the work we're doing contribute right now. And, and if you're looking for outlets to do that, um, I certainly I would encourage you to check out Oxfam and the work that we're doing. Um, I say we, of course, but, you know, I have nothing to do with the hands-on, <laughs> the actual um, response work. But, you know, it's it's good to be sponsoring it in the ways that we are. And, and uh, if you are looking for some outlet, because I know right now I feel like, uh, I mean, hopefully those listening, you know, you haven't had to deal with COVID-19 yourself or with your family members. Um, I guess increasingly that will be the reality. But, yeah. you know, I know we're also, there's that feeling of helplessness right now, right, where you're stuck in your house and um, maybe can't do as much as you'd like to contribute. So. Anyway, uh, you know, like I said, I, we don't make a habit of of um, pushing Oxfam since we both work there, but uh, it is um, not a sponsor. But <laughs> but of all the of all the of all the companies we talk about on the show, yeah, they're yeah, the, yeah, yeah. they're definitely the closest to being actual sponsors of it because that's you know true. we do use the space when we're allowed to when we're not under lockdown, you know, right. and also that's how we are able to like afford to live, you know. So yeah. they kind and of sponsor the show. We've pushed enough brands that aren't actually sponsoring <laughs> us that I feel like it's okay to you know give Oxfam some love. So. Yeah, it is. Hey, you know what? Something that uh, I, I've been noticed, speaking of kind of, well, I don't know about moving and shaking, but at least, you know, moving at work. Yeah. Um, something that I've been is doing. Is this going to be an ad right now? This is for, speaking of moving and shaking, Have John. you tried MeUndies? <laughs> <laughs> are those still a thing? Is that still advertised? I have about? a pair of MeUndies, and they are. Are they good? No, they're they're horrible. They are. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? Let's. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bookmark what I was just going to talk about to just complain about MeUndies. Okay, We're so, just going to do anti-ads until these companies pay us. I think that's actually a pretty good idea. Well, if they do pay us, then I, I would love to pitch MeUndies to people. <laughs> I, mean, I have no qualms about that. No, so, so for, for the Festival of Shark Week, uh, last yeah. year or the year before, Micah got me uh, a pair of MeUndies with sharks on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she got a matching pair. Um, and uh, and they are very different from <laughs> any other types of briefs or boxers or tidy whities or anything. Are they like silk anything. or something? Aren't they They're like... made out of this like weird polyester like wrap material <laughs> that is, it is so <laughs> uncomfortable. It feels like I'm wearing like, for one thing, women's clothes like it, do, it doesn't feel like any sort of like i feel like a good pair of boxers has to be like kind of chafy kind of right, uncomfortable right, right, right. a little too starched but yeah. like it can stand up to anything you know like yes you know durable it, the, these That's are what like we're looking for these are like vacuum sealed like speedos basically <laughs> and here's the thing john they have a separate like compartment for the package no like, yeah so and and i, I can't really describe i don't know i I might even have mine out. I'm not going to. I'm not going to bother. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't I'm, do I'm that, not yeah. wearing them. But listen, so there's there's like the <laughs> Hold leg. Hold on one minute. There's like the leg and the ass part of it, right? And then there's yes. like a completely independent no. area of fabric that is no. dedicated only to the the dick and balls. Okay, which is totally separate. And the way it works is because of that, it feels like you don't have underwear on at all. <laughs> and I don't think I realized how I actually need the sensation of wearing underwear to feel oh, like yeah. I'm not fucking walking around naked all the time. <laughs> because if I make the mistake of wearing the MeUndies to work, the entire day I'm like, oh my God, I don't have pants on. Oh no, I do. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really weird. Oh, wow. I'm so glad that you, that was a true PSA right there. So yeah. for all you listening, do not wear MeUndies. Unlike those other podcasts you're listening to, we don't just take money from anybody. And uh, MeUndies is a company that um, currently we do not accept funds from. If they want to, we will, and and you know we'll we'll read whatever they have on air. But and I'm sure they'd be um, terrific. 
<laughs> but they're terrible. And so Micah's has a hole in them too, so she threw hers out. <laughs> they just started running. Mine don't have a hole yet, but they still feel like a nightmare. So I, I would oh say don't get God. don't get me on these. Anyway, wait. Unless on. you want to wear going a nightmare. Back, All right, so I'm going to lose this train. Okay. So mm-hmm. going back to moving and, and shit at work. Yeah, so moving and shit. Something yeah. I've been doing a lot more of lately is uh, because everything has is just so recontextualized now, as as you yeah. know better than anybody. I mean, like before COVID. I, I knew what I was doing for the next eight months, basically, of the year. Like, I had everything planned out. I knew exactly what, you know, the groups that I was in were working on. We had all these things in motion. And then, like, none of none of them are happening anymore at this point. Yeah, or or yeah. they will someday, but who knows. So there were a couple of weeks where, basically, I was only doing work that mm-hmm. I would never normally be doing because that yeah. was, like, the only work that I could do. So I was just sort of helping people out. And the great thing is that it ended up uh, allowing, it introducing me to work streams that I'm not typically a part of and getting to learn a shitload about what, you know, we do at Oxfam. Yeah. And one of my favorite groups that I've just been working with a lot lately is organizing in alliances, which is, mm. like, you know, doing a lot of sort of, like, local stuff, like, in, yes. the, in the greater Boston area, which is something that wasn't really on my radar very much. Yeah. So uh, with them, I've been... Uh, helping to uh, catalog all of the available volunteer opportunities mm-hmm. in Massachusetts where like supporters and even employees can get involved and help out with whether it be on the ground, whether it be advocacy initiatives, all these different things. And so I've been on the phone with like food banks and all these you know organizations over the last few weeks and like learning wow, that's so awesome. much about how yeah. this stuff works now. And also now I have this like encyclopedic knowledge of volunteer opportunities. So <laughs> if anybody listening to this is in greater Boston and is looking for things to do if, if you want to like help. For, so for example, this is something that uh, I'm, I'm very excited about a potential advocacy angle for Oxfam, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is not like confirmed yet, but we're kind of working on it. Um, I was on the phone with the greater Boston food bank and they were saying how uh, Massachusetts for whatever reason is one of only a handful of States that has not filled in this paperwork basically that would allow SNAP and EBT benefits to be extended to home deliveries. So on the federal mm. level, people who are on food stamps and, and food support are able to have um, food delivered to them, and that counts with their benefit, right? Yeah, yeah but as it should. In a few states, though, for whatever reason, Massachusetts is one of them. That is not possible. So wow. all of these, you know, vul- a lot of these vulnerable I mean, that's a populations, no-brainer. right? A mm. lot of these people who are already at risk, who are working, you know, at, at essential jobs, going into the city all the time having a hard time maintaining quarantine to begin mm-hmm. with because they're kind of scraping by, right? Yeah. They also have to go into these super densely populated food banks to put orders in, to pick things up, to, and then they have to be in proximity to a lot of other people, even just grocery shopping, which we don't have to do because we have the luxury of just going to Trader Joe's and getting jokes told to us in line, right? <laughs> and waiting in our turn. Yes. So, um, so something that we're trying to do, you know, locally is just to try to get support for people who are, you know, utilizing food benefits to have food delivered to them so that they don't have to go, you know, into the mm. city again for that. So just little things so like good. that. If people want yeah. to get involved with anything. What a great example. Yep. Just seriously shoot me an email and I can like hook you up with somebody who can help you, um, you know, get boots on the ground in some ways and, and be more productive because this has been an extraordinary time. The woman that I was on the phone with at Greater Boston Food Bank who was telling me about this is a nutritionist who mm. was not has nothing to do with that advocacy work and also nothing to do with fielding calls from NGOs looking for volunteer How cool opportunities. Is that? that that's what she's helping out now. But it's because she's because she's like, well, yeah. you know, nutritionists aren't aren't doing very much at the moment because it, everything's a mess. So like, I'm right. helping out with this department, and so we had, you know, two people who normally are never touching the work that we were talking about having mm-hmm. to like learn about it in real time. And I was thinking, you know, when we come out of this thing in 350 years. 
we're all going to have such different skill sets and knowledge areas <laughs> and such a better appreciation for what everybody else does, you know? I think that's totally true. I think, you know, the other thing that this is raising for me and may well be a, a topic worth uh, digging into in this episode um, is, well, y- you, <laughs> you, you know, I, I talked about Scrum and agility the other day in a presentation and uh, this won't be like a full on, you know, uh, course in it. But I think that there is a powerful um, theme in, in this in adaptation, right? The idea that we... In this moment, you know, and, and this uh, this is on so many levels, like healthcare, I was just reading a great New Yorker article about this and how um, inadequate and unprepared our healthcare. Crazy. Um, yeah, the, the government response and, you know, so much of how healthcare works in the U.S. Um, wasn't prepared because, you know, and this is true of our work, this is true of, of our lives in many ways, um, we, we take comfort in planning and you know, contingent, like thinking about fallback plans and plans about what we're going to do with our life or what the next, you know, goal is for work and all of this stuff. Right. And I'm not, I'm not anti-planning. Um, but I think that one of the things that this has revealed in our society is, uh, maybe, uh, inadequate, uh, ability to adapt and be sort of agile. And, you know, I don't, I know that's, there's a lot of sort of buzz around that word agile, but what I mean here is really just, um, investing in our ability as parents now to think about that, um, to adapt and be okay with the kind of rapid change that we're experiencing, right? I mean, nobody expected the whole context-shifting moment that we're in right now. And it's the it's our ability to adapt to that that is like, it's a shock to our system, right, right now. It's a shock to the whole system in the U.S. Um, and how we're doing it. And, and so, you know... I guess what I'm suggesting is if we if we invest in our ability to sort of uh, adapt more easily and, and be comfortable with that and maybe even lean into it, you know, that that to me is time probably better spent than going too deep into, you know, plans, planning out our lives and planning out, you know, our kids' lives. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, the thing I was thinking about for this episode in particular that, um, and this sort of connects in, I think, um, maybe maybe it's a stretch, but <laughs> it feels to me like we're in a moment now where we've transitioned from like this is this is a temporary thing. We're just gonna you know get through it for a few weeks. To I mean, obviously it's still temporary. Um, I hope, <laughs> but I don't know about you, but when 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 I got you know the news that this was gonna be for another two and a half months that our kids um, wouldn't have daycare and school is canceled for the rest of the season, it was definitely. I've experienced many emotions and I want to talk through them with you as well. Um, but it feels to me like it was a, a clear moment where I'm like, all right, I need to actually come up with a little bit more of a strategy here. <laughs> yeah. Um, because this isn't just getting through it day by day. Right. You know, it is, it is to an extent, but like, no, but I it's wanna... not, it's not the way it was a month ago. It, where isn't, it really right? was like every day is a new adventure. Let's like try this. Let's try that. Now right. it's like, this is just our lives now. So this we is have our to lives. adapt to this being yes. our lives, right? And that means that, you know, things like getting Grace ready for kindergarten. I mean, obviously, you know, she's she's at a young age and I'm not as stressed about it as I'm sure many parents are with older kids. Yeah. Um, you know, thinking about many of the other stages of life and, and you know, even like high school and that age. But I do think that um, I'm just starting to think, you know, I'm trying to be more in, intent uh, full, I guess, about her education, at least thinking about it a little bit more and making sure she's at a certain level with her reading and, and this and that. Um, and that's just one example. My main point is that, you know, 
I guess the idea of, of just winging it, of course, like at some level, we're all still going to do that. That's that's why we called the show that. <laughs> but I'd like to talk through with you a little bit more about how you're coping with, you know, with this as a longer term thing than we initially expected and like how we're going to adapt and deal with that, you know? Yeah, I think it's a great it's a great thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, something that really was striking me this week in particular, I think, was just how long this is how much more of this is still to go, right? Yeah. We're not even halfway. <laughs> and I mean, but also like, you know, so we just had the announcement about school not going back in session, like what, two weeks ago or something now? Um, and, yeah, I think it was about two weeks. Yeah. And, and so before that, we'd already had a month and a half, you know, mm-hmm. if, I mean, more than a month and a half of this. And, uh, and now that was basically just saying, okay, there's another five months basically straight of not having any, support right because care right, going to then school. summer and, yeah i mean hopefully child care we don't know yet but you know at least in massachusetts they say uh june is it june 28th or something like that i mean i don't even i don't know i don't know um, I, I can't even i can't even picture that at this i know point. i know because the thing is maybe this is where you're going but even even if it does go back and even if it's the fall it's not like it's going to look the same that's the thing is it's just not yeah and it exactly and so you know, like when I was mentioning when we recorded our video that we were, that was actually minutes before we said goodbye to our nanny for the last time, yeah, right? Yeah. And, uh, and that was like a, How that was, was that? a, it was, it was super emotional. It really was because yeah. it was like, you know, it felt kind of, um, just sort of like unfair, but it was also, you know, it, we were putting our, our feet, our feet down. We were putting our feet down for, <laughs> you know, the health of our family because of where things are right now with this virus yeah. in Massachusetts and being realistic and saying like, Hey, if we're going to be going through you know moving and doing all this other stuff we have to uh like really put the put the kibosh on the amount of different germs we're having in our environment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was just how it long was has just she like been, so been nanny for the kids well she was she's been their babysitter for you know since jude was two basically yeah and before since Henry the nanny was, born. was two and then yeah well since the nanny was yeah very precocious nanny <laughs> um and then in she's terms now of a four-year-old nanny so it's amazing in terms yeah. of the actual like nannying stuff it's been i think i think just two years or maybe three years i don't know but it's, it's been it's yeah, been I mean, long enough that the kids really i mean yeah. she's a huge part of the kids lives you know yep and yep. um and you know we're, she's gonna visit us after we move and everything but even that you know like i don't know when we can do when we can like have of course visitors again and shit because it's you know like i mean we're about to move into a new house and, and we can't even like, obviously not have a housewarming but we also can't like right i mean we can't like get new appliances for it because we don't want to have you know people come into the mm. house to install you know a new range top or anything so it's like you know it's just all of these little these little things yes i'm, I'm gonna get back to your um, point in, in a moment but the reason why i was mentioning this is because this week for whatever reason was really the week in which it hit me like how long this is still going for yeah. and how much it is no longer this sort of like every day is a new adventure. Like let's just sort of, you know, take it day by day thing, how much it really is. What are my contingencies now? Like, right. What are, right. how are we going to deal with certain things happening? Which again, getting, there's a planful element to that, mm-hmm. but a mm-hmm. lot of it is, is planning for being able to respond to unexpected circumstances, you know? Yes. And yes. that is the, where the agility comes in. I think for me is, is, it's like, how, how do we not get totally thrown off by the, right. the vicissitudes that we can't, you know, see coming down the road? Oh um, yeah. This last weekend, and- just super briefly, just um, yesterday mm-hmm. I was on the, I'm on the alumni board of my college and we had a call, you know, which should have been in person. It was our, you know, we have meetings every season and obviously one of many meetings that was not, you know, happening. Right. But we still had a call, and the call was largely centered around, you know, a fundraising, obviously, and how you know impossible yeah. it is right now. But also, 
like what are the various ways in which we could you know feasibly have kids back in school again in the fall Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and and the working models like people are not putting any effort at all into planning for a normal return to school in the fall because a it's almost certainly not going to happen and b that's the sort of thing you don't have to plan for because you already know what to do like that's just a normal circumstance right so all of the contingency options are like you know what if we do like a staggered residential comeback what if it's primarily online learning with some international students and different types Mm -hmm. of housing you know all these different ways so that as as the months progress through the summer and we're able to see if there are you know resurgences of this thing like how we can respond in an agile manner to it so I'm yeah. trying to do more of that, you know, in my own life and in the lives of our family right now, I think, too, is like, how do we respond to things depending on how they go? But what, what about you? No, I think that's spot on. And, and you know, I, and I realize it can feel at odds, this idea of, of now feeling like we have to make a more of a plan while also, you know, deciding <laughs> or prioritizing our ability to adapt. But I think the... I think ideally we're operating at that intersection where you have, you know, you have a vision, right, for like what you want this to look like um, for your kids, right? Like, you know that they need certain emotional or educational support during this time. And then you're you're flexible in that you're, you know, taking it week to week, day by day, whatever. Um, and looking back, right, having a conversation with somebody maybe is a good way of doing it mm-hmm. to say, all right, here's how I want to change you know here's how the context has changed and here's how i feel like my kids have changed or i've changed and then you adapt and i think that's what i mean about getting into this cycle of of adapting and just you know right. it, it for me i think it's comforting in knowing that um you know everything's already in a state of change and now we're feeling it more uh extreme in a more extreme way than ever before but um if we can just sort of you know be at peace with that (laughs) and then realize that it's just about how we respond to it and adapt to it then it's like all right well that's where i'm gonna sort of focus my energy so for me i think when i first heard about the date you know it's funny because like logically it wasn't a surprise like i fully expected it was going to go well beyond may um but it was still very um i felt defeated that was the word i think you know i felt like it was during one of these hard weeks where balancing work and parenting, it was just tough. Um, more of the feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm putting in, you know, half of my energy into both sometimes at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm on a call and oh God, I'm also I, trying to those parent. Those are the worst. And then I feel they so are. guilty about both things. Cause like That's I'll, right. I'll miss something on the call and somebody will like literally last week, like last week I had that middle school moment where Ugh. somebody was like, well, what do you think, Patrick? And yep. I, and I th- th- like literally there was a meltdown going on. So I was kind yeah, of dealing yeah. with that. And, yeah. and I had to ask to have the question repeated because I didn't know what they were talking about. And there's moments like that all the time now, you know? Oh, I was on a call. Yeah, I was on a call last week where I was listening and, you know, I didn't didn't think I was going to get called on during that moment. Um, And I, Luke had just like taken off a diaper and he had poop. (laughs) So I, so I had my, you know, thankfully wireless headphones, it makes it easier. Um, And walked over and, uh, and changed his diaper. And I'm like, please don't anybody talk to me right now. Like there was no way I was going to actually respond to them. You know, they just assumed that I would left or whatever. Um, But, you know, and thankfully we work in a place where they're understanding of that. And a lot of people are in the same situation, but the guilt thing, I am feeling that too. And, and I think it was then that I had that moment where I thought, all right, I can't keep doing this. I can't, I can't keep being half present for either thing. And I can't tell you that, you know, it's going to just sort of stop and I'm not going to have to be in those situations. But I, 
it was a moment where I said, all right, I need to really work harder to create a clear boundary mm-hmm. um, so that I'm, you know, when I'm, when I'm stop when I'm not working, I'm with them. Um, and when I'm not, when I'm working, I'm not with them, you know? And, and so building that and just like noting it, cause I think initially I was better about that. And then it's, you know, life starts to just bleed into everything. Totally. Um, and I, I was moving away from it and I was doing the thing where I was trying to have, you know, do things. So I'm trying to be better about it. I'm trying to block off more of my calendar, be clear with people. Um, and I think it's really important that in this moment, um, we, we do, you know, erect some of those boundaries that help us just divide work and home life because <laughs> we don't have the physical barrier anymore. And, uh, this is going to go on for a while. So that was one thing for me that was, that was helpful. But the other that I, you know, I'm still thinking through is just, um, you know, helping my kids develop in this time no. and not treating this as just a temporary thing. And then everything will, you know, we'll focus on your development and everything else after, you know, cause like that's realistically, that's also not okay anymore. I don't think. Totally. And, and the, the, uh, the, the kids, the the stress for me initially was more work because I I was putting so much effort into the kids when I was with them that like, I I knew that, that I was kind of like closing the gap with school and that they were okay. And, and then now, now that, that, you know, I, I have more consistent things with work that I know I need to follow up on and I'm more involved in things again. Uh, and I'm trying to be better about it. I'm also just, and, and, and I've gotten used to the situation with the kids. I feel like, you know, a couple weeks ago, like I was mentioning on the show, I felt like I was now kind of swinging in the other direction a little bit. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. actually something for me that is interesting that you're saying this, something that for me that I've noticed is I have actually been trying to loosen the barriers a little bit between the Uh, two because I think I was getting too rigid about it. Mm. And A, it was unfair to Micah because she has finals this week because nothing's ever simple, you know, so she has finals and then she has to study for the boards. So like, so she's just studying like just all the time. So Mm. when the, when the kids are not like with me during the day, for the most part, like she's studying and then they're they're playing near her you know kind of a thing right, like she, right, she just can't, right, she's right. not being able to put as much time oh into that's it as tough yeah and so um so i'm like so why am i the one who's like got the door closed in the office up here mm-hmm. like like i should be in in instead of that like at least being physically present in that space while she's yeah. working and while they're playing so that i right. can like be more you know immediately responsive to things and even though I'm blocking that time off at work a lot of the time still, and I'm putting yeah, up my out of yeah. office message and I'm putting up my thing on teams, you know, that like I, uh, I am at least there to be like present and responsive and in the moment so that if things come up that I, you know, if, if I overhear oh, yeah. Jude talking, like today he was learning about the larynx, which yep. is something I know a lot about from singing it from voice <laughs> lessons and stuff, you know? And so angel, today, yep. today, <laughs> angel voice today wasn't a work day, but it was, mm-hmm. this is a, a good example of like, I will overhear him learning about something. And I'll be like, you know what? And I'll close the laptop and I'll be like, let's, let's talk about it. You know? Oh yeah. No, I, like, I think that's spot. And I also think, you know, it's okay for that. Like they, I feel like it's good for them to have that space where they see that, you know, two parents are preoccupied with something and that they should figure it out and be with each other. Mm-hmm. And especially if they have each other, cause I feel like that just helps so much. I've noticed it a lot too. Um, and I similarly, even though what I just said about the boundaries thing, I totally agree that there's those windows of time where it's like, you know, that they're fine and they're playing with each other and it's all good. Um, and you, you know, you can focus on something else and that's okay. Like we shouldn't beat ourselves up about that either. Totally. And that was something Micah and I both mentioned to each other this week was that yeah. during, you know, each other's sort of like shifts, you know, of, yeah, of the yeah. homeschool stuff. Uh, we, we had moments where we were, we felt like we were kind of trying to inject ourselves into their yeah. activities. 
Yes. And we and we had to be like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute, like this is up and running. <laughs> they're doing their shit now. Like they're fine. They're imagining this childhood. Right. I'm going to step away. And that I think is another layer of this thing that we haven't even really broached yet, which is now that we are fulfilling this teacher role in addition yeah. to the parent role, in yeah. addition to everything else, um, we have to get better at, you know, recognizing when to back the fuck off too, right? Like oh, what, when to when to just chill and be like they they don't need structured time right yes. now. They don't need me checking in on them. They are fine. Henry's crying in the backyard. It's because he tripped <laughs> in the mud, and that's like what yep. happens when you're a kid. Yeah, they're exactly. okay. I'm not going to yeah, run yeah. out. Um, and and that like especially this weekend. Although again, it's not you know we're not like working working this weekend. But right, I, I've right. noticed this weekend a lot that they're that they're in a place where like they can really get up and go and do their own stuff. And I'm not as paranoid about making sure great? that they're like keeping up with things. And yeah, it's, and it's been really nice. So in addition to putting boundaries up and in addition to looking for where the boundaries should be a little bit more mm-hmm. porous versus yeah, solid, yeah. right? Right. Part right. of it is also, I think looking for where boundaries are completely unnecessary yes. and using that as an opportunity for real agility, right? Mm-hmm. As an opportunity to have like that other contingency stream in your head and be like, you know what? Actually I can catch up on work right now because like, this is time for me to do that if I want, or this is time for me to work yeah. out, right? Yes, yes. Well, and so that's the other thing. Um, yeah, it, so much of it is balancing because I've found those pockets of time as well. Um, and what I've found is that it, it has to be this sort of balance where I can't let a whole day be that, you know? Like, I I find those windows, and then, of course, you know, we both, I'm sure, have those windows where they're, like, at your legs, you know, they want your attention, and, and you're still maybe working and trying to wrap stuff up or whatever. Yeah, um, and some days I've felt like, you know, that's because, you know what, I didn't actually give them my full presence. Like, we didn't get to go for a walk because it was raining, and that's usually the time where, you know, I have to be fully present. Like, we're walking, and, you know, there aren't many cars out, but it's, like, obviously it's a moment just to be with them. <laughs> but when um, there is a car, is it, isn't yeah. it terrifying? This is something oh, that's... I yes. want to bookmark Because everybody... We're just taking the streets now, right? We're taking I know. them over. So I want to I come back to that in a minute, but yeah. finish, finish your point. So, um, so, yeah, I think it's the balance. And I also... What I, what I learned is that, you know, about myself and why I was feeling some of this um, defeatedness is that I wasn't giving myself enough of the personal or even just you know time with bethany so you know i would to to try to get all the work in um you know you try to balance things with kids and then you also have to clean up the house and do all the house stuff god that's the worst which has been insane right that like just thinking about how much more dishes the amount of shit is crazy and nobody talks about this john i know the amount of shit at night that we're cleaning up is out of fucking control and it's every Day. I feel like I'm Constant. running a rest, like a hotel or something. I know. I'm you like, know? Our, our, our sink right now is just yeah. full of dishes, <laughs> and I don't even know where they came from. No, but I do know exhausting. that the dishwasher is running also, and that yep. in like the hour since that happened, there's so many more dishes, and also that we're out of the same shit we're out of like every four days because yep. we're all here all the time. Right. And, and it is just absolutely crazy how different from a resource <laughs> management standpoint running a yes. household is when yes. you're always there together. That could be a full-time job. You know, if we gave it our all and actually, you know, we're trying to keep up with it constantly, like that would just be a full-time, I mean, hence stay-at-home parents and yeah, how right. much work they have, right? Right. So, so that's tough, but I do definitely notice the difference in how I feel when I even do take an hour and, you know, work out at night or whatever it is. Um, and I've been able to do some Zoom classes, which is great um, for that. So, you know, I think that's a really important element to this too. And again, it's the like, 
you know, creating those boundaries so that you, you preserve that time for yourself Uh um, and don't let work or even your kids in that case bleed into it. If you've, you know, if you have the intention of doing that, because it's important. Right. Um, The other, the other piece that's come up for me is, and again, you know, feeling like, especially when I learned the news that this was, would extend so long, which is just like my patience. Right. And that being something that just gets like chipped away (laughs) at (laughs) with kids and it it actually came to a head in a way that um, it took me back. It was like pretty intense. So um, Grace, you know, she was she was going to the bathroom at the time, and uh, she she was pulling toilet paper and wiping, and then she just like kept pulling more, just like wastefully mm-hmm. in a way that irritated me. So I was like, "Stop doing that!" You know, I didn't like yell, but I definitely raised my voice, and and she got like really upset. And and when she gets upset she often will start to like hit you like she just it's this thing where she's feeling like ashamed right right right. of of that and then and then she'll like get upset at me and and i was like what is going on like she was you know just because i didn't yell and it wasn't like a huge moment and i was i was taken aback a little bit about why she her reaction was so strong and so i managed to talk to her a little bit more which usually it's tricky because sometimes she just shuts down and it's hard in the moment to talk to her Mm -hmm. um but i was able to um and we just like you know we went over and and sat um in in our bed actually and talked to each other and i i was suddenly having a conversation with what felt like a (laughs) grown-up she she was talking to me about it and i asked her why she was so upset and she's like i don't want to be bad like i don't want to do something that's bad and I always you know I'm always trying to be good and I don't like being bad and and she she talked about how you know her teacher raises sometimes raises her voice like that when kids are doing something that's bad but she never does anything bad in school mm. and and she was basically she was telling me in her words um, how the pressure that she was feeling in always being good yeah. and and I was like just I mean I have goosebumps right now even just remembering it because I some of it I could relate to you know like uh, you know I was a pretty good student I mean I definitely had phases where I where I wasn't as good but you know I I definitely try I wanted adults to think that I was good you know you remember that feeling of wanting like a teacher and a parent and suddenly if you have a disruption to that it's like you've been working so hard in so many ways um and it and it you you start to feel some shame about that and you know Brene Brown I think I think we've talked about her a little bit before but she's a great um, researcher on vulnerability and shame and and has great TED talks on this topic but I was thinking of her right and and how um, you know so much is traced back to this idea of shame the idea that I am bad instead of what I did is bad right like right. guilt is fine right we're supposed to feel guilt when we do something bad um, and so I was just feeling all this at once and like having a real conversation and. I started to just, you know, talk to her about it. And I was like, it's, you know, everybody like daddy makes mistakes. You know, he shouldn't have raised his voice at you. He was just upset because you were wasting the toilet paper. Um, and which of course right now actually, I know of all of the resources, I've been thinking toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we were able to have the conversation in a like calm way. And I mm-hmm. explained to her that everybody makes mistakes and that you do too, you know, cause she doesn't like to, to understand to acknowledge that right because she thinks that it means she's bad um and and it was like it felt really productive you know like it, she, she was listening and i think really understood and later that day mentioned something like i make mistakes too yeah um those moments where you know you're really communicating on something yes, difficult yes. like that are so 
uh, rare, but they're so meaningful. You know oh, what I mean? my God. And I just, I felt like she, over the course of this even, you know, and part of it is that I get to spend more time with her, of course, so I see more of it. But I also just feel like she has grown up, you know, and she is growing up. And I just, in that moment especially, man, I just, <laughs> uh, so many emotions about how uh, how I felt like I was talking to this, you know, older kid now. And that pressure that she was feeling to be good all the time. And I wanted to just be like, just be bad sometimes. Like, it's okay, you know? <laughs> like, because yeah. I, I just felt so badly that she was feeling that pressure because, you know, obviously we want our kids to be good and do good things. And we, we you know, we do what we can to try to enforce or whatever. But um, it can be intense. And it and the pressure of that, always doing that is, is a lot. So anyway, I'm rambling about it now. But that was just another moment for me where I'm like, all right, I got to, you know, I got to take care of myself so that I can be more patient. Um, and, and I need to pace myself with all this because, you know, I want to be present with my kids and I want to, I want to be there emotionally to support them in this really difficult moment. Totally. And I think that, um, part of this is coming from just having so much more time with our children. You know, obviously the patience thing is where that's coming from. (laughs) That's like, you know, goes without saying, but I think the, the moments of noticing things in our kids that are more subtle, Mm. uh, like that's something that I've just been picking up on a lot with both of our kids lately. And and June has had a lot of moments like that too, with the whole, like trying to be good and trying to be a good role model, trying to kind yeah. of be a teacher. Yes. The and role when, model thing plays into it too, right? The older you, sibling you tell them, and, yes, exactly. And, and when he's not like, he, he seems really like, um, I don't know, like really kind of heartbroken about it or, yes, or, or like yes. when, when, when he can tell that he's doing something that I might get upset about, like he looks really pre guilty kind of, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. I do know. And I, and I, and I don't know why that is other than I must be giving him reasons to feel that way, but, but I, I'm trying really hard, especially now that I'm home all the time to look out for moments where I might be overreacting to things yeah. or to look out for moments where I might be vocally intimidating. Like even mm-hmm. just with Henry the other day, um, you know, who, who will, he will say things like, um, you know, like, I don't want to be bad. Like, I, like, I'm, I'm not a bad kid. I don't want to be a bad kid. Um, and, and, oh, and, you know, but he also like, he, he definitely is more rambunctious than Jude was. Yeah, yeah, he he yeah. likes to like, you know, play jokes and things like that, which I love, <laughs> but it means that he gets, you know, into little bits of trouble more frequently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so what I noticed was that what, what the only way that I was getting him to listen a lot over the last you know few months really has been ultimately doing a count to three which sucks because i like uh yes you know it's kind of a last resort and because oh, I, I do it yeah and it's, i do it, act it amazes it. me that it still works like I know, it it's is crazy it, it's extremely effective with both of them still and especially Luke if you actually playing if, with now like testing it he's more, testing right? it right that's, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, they yeah. do right yeah but like yep. but if you actually act on it like if you get to three and something really happens and it's it's like you know it, it becomes a, like the ultimate kind of fail safe to get them to listen but yeah. It is, of course, like not great parenting because it's not yeah. being proactive, well, right? And it, well, yeah, it's, and you it's can't using use it a all the threat, time. literally, yes, to get yes, them to listen, yes. right? So, mm-hmm. so like, although it's something that we all do, and it's something that yeah. it's not like abusive or something, it's just something that's like setting up a pattern of behavior where it's like you know they can get away with something until you give them like the actual ultimatum, and right. then that 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 you say in a loud stentorian voice, booming <laughs> down the hallway, saying one. <laughs> Two, you know, and then they, they freak out because they know something's going to happen. When I do it, it's listen. definitely a, you know, Gandalf moment where the, the storm clouds start <laughs> yep. appearing, you know, and I'm just, it's all you can hear. You get the staff and everything. The house. Yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do, I, I, I mean, I, I make my voice lower, I make it louder, I, I, and I try to make sure that they can hear above whatever else is going on that the count is, like, happening, and they get afraid oh, yeah. of it, you know, and, and, oh, they, yeah. and they listen right away. 
<laughs> and I was realizing like that, like I was just in that space like way too much, like multiple times in a day. Yes. Before yes. last week, I was just counting down all the time. And so I talked to Henry about it. I was like, Henry, I don't want to scare you anymore. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be loud. I don't want to count. I don't want to threaten you like that. I think that it's ridiculous. And I think that you can listen better than you're listening. And I don't have to do that. So from right. now on, I'm, I'm not going, I will let you know if I'm going to count. And mm-hmm. I, you should know that if I'm going to count, that there will be consequences. And we talked about consequences. We talked mm-hmm. about like what that actually meant. And we said, now that you, and I, I was like, now that you know what I'm saying and you know that I mean it when I say that there will be consequences, I'm not going to raise my voice. I'm going to make sure you've heard that consequences will come if I start to count. Mm. And that will be your last chance to fix it. And then I'm not going to yell. I'll just go one, two, three, and that'll be a consequence. Right? Yeah. Um, and later that night, he, he did something. He just was like, you know, in bed and kicking and stuff while I was trying to read and he was like knocking Harry Potter out of my hands <laughs> and I was and I was like there will be consequences and then he kept doing it he just really counted. doesn't like Harry Potter <laughs> he doesn't like book. it because he knows he's about to fall asleep if, I'm, if I get through the comics and then go to Harry oh, Potter because yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, pictures yeah, yeah, you know yeah. right so um, so he starts kicking again and then I just counted to three really quickly and then I like took I don't remember what it was but, but I, I just was like okay I'm not going to get to do you know whatever for three days right yeah yeah screaming and crying and i was really calm about it and i was like this is not you it's the action that you did right and i feel like you really listened to it and now i'm not doing the count very often or when i'm Mm. in a place where i would do it i I will tell him like henry there's consequences remember yeah and he will like hear it so (laughs) but that's something that i'm sorry but you said i (laughs) you said i'm not doing the count anymore and all i could think of is you counting down but in count the count's voice the count from sesame street one (laughs) yeah Uh, uh, uh. yeah um but i just (laughs) sorry I feel like I've I, I wouldn't have had the time to explore that with the kids normally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, um, That's it. I mean, there's just so much more time. For exactly. So mm-hmm. it's good. You know, it's an adaptive experience. Hey, before we go really quick, it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to get back to the whole like cars on the road thing. So so something that um, you, you know, because I've been telling you about it, but our listeners might not yet is that I've rediscovered the joy of rollerblading on lockdown (laughs) (laughs) which i have to say so i I got a video from you a text the other day and for whatever reason iphone videos on i have a pixel phone and this is always the case when bethany sends me stuff because she has an iphone yeah it's the other way around too we get we get shit videos from i don't know why i don't know it does that with the compression or whatever but it was so pixelated all i could see is like some (laughs) object you know pixels coming towards the camera could you hear the music at least though and i could hear the music which was the music added on after or was it actually playing I, I, i put a soundtrack to it okay because it'd be awesome if there was like a boom box, you know, that would have just made it. Um, my, my first, so my first draft of that video was to have Jesse's girl playing on my phone as I was driving oh, by, man. but it wasn't uh-huh. audible enough. But this all came out of, so, so long story short, I, you know, I was thinking Jude has been riding his bike. Oh, I didn't even mention this, but like three weeks ago, he got rid of the training wheels. So he's been riding oh, his bike like constantly. Amazing. I didn't even fucking remember to talk about that. But that's been like, so, you know, we're going on these long rides every day together, but my bike has yes. been broken for about two years and I can't afford to fix it, you know, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've broken every scooter that we have because they're made for like a hundred pound children and I'm not. Oh my God. So Blast. like we're running out of vehicles for me to be able to use to go with them. And I was like, you know what? I wonder like what rollerblades cost. So I went on Amazon yeah. and I got the cheapest rollerblades that How they had. How much were they? They were 60 bucks. <laughs> okay. And I, got, I thought they were going to be like $10 ones that, you know, <laughs> I, I wish you, I would have gotten that. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, they were, they were like the cheapest ones that they made, and they were specifically used and not in good condition. They were like they weren't like <laughs> refurbished. They were like used fair condition. And wow. I was like, fuck it, let's go for it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I tried them on, and I remembered immediately a why I'm not supposed to do action sports because I get injured. <laughs> B and, and I have no chill. Um, B no why chill. I stopped rollerblading when I was ten because yeah. it's very hard to do anything it, in control. It's, it's difficult. Right? Yeah. Um, and also C, I was like, this is what I'm doing every single day that it's not raining outside because this is so fun. And so we've been doing all these trips where, you know, when Henry's laying down or doing his work or something like that, you know, he'll stay home and then Jude and I, you know, he'll take his bike and I'll take the rollerblades and we'll go, you know, and I'll be crashing into garbage cans and shit. You know, we'll go, we'll go on these long, <laughs> these long trips. Um, uh, but now Henry, of course, wants to get in on it too, but he is in a phase where he does not want to use a vehicle, even though he has his bike, you know, he has like, he has a scooter he can use, but he just does not want to do that because Hmm. he just wants to do spell casting. So he he finds like a wand, you know, we go outside, he finds yeah, a stick yeah, yeah. and then he just does like, you know, his like Latin spells on everything. And he like, you know, waltzes around. Uh, so, um, which is adorable, so right? Yeah, yeah. But as I mentioned, Micah has finals this week. So she's like not coming out and doing any stuff with us at all. So she's just locked up and it's just me with both of the kids basically mm. every time we go outside, which is normally fine. Except now I have one kid who's like zooming on a two wheeler at the speed <laughs> of sound. I have one kid who's in the middle of the street casting spells and I'm the dumb who brought rollerblades who is fucking yeah, yeah. who has no control like the only way that i stop is by running into things like literally i stop by just crashing how are and you so, supposed to stop do you just lift your heel back you put your heel back is that yeah you like do? allegedly that's how it okay. works but th- that doesn't actually do anything like right. anybody who's tried to do that once knows what i'm talking about i mean i've, I've been watching youtube tutorials on this <laughs> yeah, and i've been practicing yeah, yeah. for hours outside so and good. i can sort of slow down now but i'm not like stopping you know right like right. i stop when i smash into something um, and so like, so I'm trying to like modulate my speed, but meanwhile, like Jude is like way far away. I'm yelling at him to like, come back. Henry's spell casting in the middle of the road. I'm like telling mm-hmm. him to get on the side of the street and I'm trying to like find the kids. And then like a car shows up, right? Oh no. And it's the scariest moment because a, I'm probably going to hit the car because I can't stop. Right. <laughs> B, I can't see Jude anymore. And C, Henry is just in Harry Potter world with an invisibility cloak in his head at this point. Yeah. So yeah, he's not yeah. listening. And he there's just been so many of these moments, him. and I'm just screaming like at the top of my lungs, like car, car, and oh, like and no. trying to get them to like get off the street, and it's so stressful. But I have to say, uh, it's so worth it because it's been so nice out these last couple of days. What happened? What did the car do? Oh, the cars are fine because I mean, you know, our street. There's like it's a it's like a ten mile per hour speed limit, and we know everybody <laughs> on it, so they're not like racing around. So yeah, it's yeah, totally yeah. fine. It was, but fine. it's more just like I just have no control over myself. So I've stopped yeah. doing the rollerblades when I'm out with both of them, which is a, a good thing. <laughs> but good move. But Uh-oh. on the last time we went out in that configuration, I found a ripstick by what Razor. Is a ripstick? So a ripstick is uh, well. A it was in somebody's garbage. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. preface this by somebody was throwing it out. So I, yes. I I'm assuming it's in working condition. I've been riding it basically nonstop for two days and I haven't died yet. So I think it is. It's basically it's like a skateboard but with caster wheels on the bottom and oh. it's kind of shaped like an hourglass and you ride it like okay. you would ride like a surfboard oh, yes. sort of. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were athletic, you would ride it like a surfboard. <laughs> I, I ride it like I'm on the back of a wampa. You know, I'm like, <laughs> it's like that's my style. So and, good. Um, we bleached it, cleaned it up, and and I am now like completely obsessed with that. So I have to say, it is springtime. We are outside. There are uh, a lot of things in the world to be fixated on and afraid of, but it is a great time to get outside, get some road rash, play with the kids, cast some spells, put and, down uh, some mulch, put down do some, some yard mulch. work. 
which I spent my whole first part of my day doing today. Amen. Not mulch, just yard work. And when you can't go outside, I would recommend, and now I can do this on a first-hand basis, playing the Nintendo Switch. Oh, you got one! <laughs> yes. Nice. That was quite a journey, getting a Nintendo Switch. I mean, I was, getting, I was going deep, you know, into the Reddit threads on how to do this, yeah. how to get one, um, including uh, some strategy was... And this is for those who are still looking. You can chat Best Buy representatives. Okay. And that apparently has been a good path, um, oh which they are delightful. They should also sponsor us. Um, one of them, you know, they didn't end up having them, but they would look for me. <laughs> and one of them, you know, would. <laughs> one of them specifically said, good luck on your quest. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> which I loved. And so what it ended up being is just, you know, keeping an eye on when uh, Target had it in stock, like I had been doing, and just randomly one appeared um, in, in Boston, uh, in Roslindale. And so, which is like a tiny, it's like a Walgreens size. I don't think, I, I don't think I've been to the Rosie target in all the no. 12 years we've lived here. I don't think I don't I know why you ever would be, would have, but it's, um, it's delightful. I mean, the size of it is they have everything you'd still need from a target, Yeah, but it's the size of a convenience store. Really? Um, <laughs> yes. You know what else it, Rosendale has? Delightful. What? A fishmonger. A fishmonger? An actual fishmonger, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, you know, Bridget, our, our friend from work, slash yeah. my manager. Yeah. Um, she uh, she has a fishmonger that she just, like, walks down to, and they pick up their seafood, their catch of the day. Oh, man. And, like, it's, it's so, I, I love, love it. It's so that. rustic, you know? Yeah, that's Target awesome. should get a fishmonger inside of it who can sell Nintendo Switches, and they would you corner can, the market. You can Give also... Give them a ripstick. Oh, my God, forget about it. fish in Animal Crossing, which has been a good game for Grace and Luke to just play along with. Um, you can People go are into that game right now. Holy um, shit. The Zelda game is really, you know, Bethany and I were most excited about to play at night, and Breath it of the is Wild. just stunning. Yes, yeah. Um, which you need to fucking play Zelda games. I mean, you if know. you're ever gonna do it, for God's sake, man. Um, I mean, I'd still recommend starting with N64, Ocarina of Time, but Ocarina, whatever. Um, but uh, anyway, that that's been a nice escape on these rainy days. So I was I was excited to be able to get that finally. Nice. Um, yeah. So those are some things that you know have helped uh, cheer me up. Since I'm, I'm glad we didn't do an episode last week because I would have been grumpier. <laughs> well, I'm glad you finally got it because that was such a that was such an ordeal for the. It was an actual quest. I'm really it glad still that is. you. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like part of it was just the you know, the hunt and the pursuit of it mm-hmm. was something that I think I became fixated on in this moment. Cause I just, I don't know. It just, the, the last time we had gotten this close was the day that I had brought Luke to the ER and I had ordered oh, it God. that morning before the incident with Luke, obviously. <laughs> it wasn't after. <laughs> um, and, and I, we, you know, we thought we had it and suddenly, even though it said that it was available, it was like, Oh no, actually we don't have it. And yeah. it was while I was already Ugh. at the ER and you know, anyway, so, so it had become this, it did become sort of a quest in a way. And it was like, it's stupid that I even spent as much time as I did, you know, hunting for it. But there is something satisfying <laughs> about doing that. And, um, you know, and just having a little fun right now and being okay with like, for me, playing a video game felt like such a luxurious thing to spend an hour or two um, playing a game. But it's been a lot of fun just like reacquainting with, you know, the games that I enjoyed so much as a kid. I think we need, we need to have a video game episode because this is, you're getting should. back into my wheelhouse now, John. You're right. This is, you're right. This would be this a lot of This could be fun. a whole episode. Yes. And the boys have been playing, and I, I might've mentioned this in the past, but they've been playing the Lego Harry Potter games. They got the full mm, collection of fun. all of the movies as Lego yes, games. Yes. Yes. Um, for like five ninety nine on sale about three weeks ago. That's and so cool. they play it and it's collaborative. It's, it's, it's like they solve puzzles together. It's two player. Then they're both yeah. on the screen all the time. You can't die in it. You know, it's, they can, yeah, yeah, so they yeah. can help each other. And um, and I have just watching them play that 
like they've beaten so many of the games at this point and yes. they like they like stay up and they talk about it i hear them in the room like talking about oh. strategies about what to do Ugh. and it's like it's so gr- it's just so How great cool so that? that's another thing if you if you can pick that up for the kids seriously yeah. get it um and actually just this morning henry got his own um controller for the the ps4 so he's been using the normal one which for a three-year-old is crazy because like oh it must you know, be it has the yeah dual analog sticks and everything yeah, yeah and he's yeah. been doing it but it's you know it's kind of sort of hard so i found an officially licensed playstation controller that they put out a few years ago for young kids that wow. is like sized appropriately yeah and um so oh, they were just playing so that much easier was, yeah he loves it um but i had something to say briefly before we wrap about uh, this oh quests right so what, <laughs> what what I think you're seeing a little gateway into is why I love collecting so much and why you know mm. I have the alien room right which is where all the memorabilia that I've collected yes. since childhood basically lives although now it's taken down it's in the garage because we're moving but um, for me it's all about that exact experience that you had which is that you know you, you you really want something and then it doesn't happen and then you know sometimes years go by before you get an opportunity to buy it again yeah it makes it look so much more it. rewarding when you do right oh my god and then and then for the rest of your life that like one ridiculous little object that you have has a story that comes with it it has a story yeah it has a tale behind it and and so all of these little knickknacks that you accumulate through the years like if 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 you got them like partly for the sake of pursuing them like for me like a huge one was this one board game that was Mm. issued in very limited numbers in the early 90s that you know especially in the united states there's probably like eight of them but in the uk Mm -hmm. there's 35 40 or something it's it's very there there are really not very many of that's them. crazy but it's something that like i just wanted since like college you know yeah yeah and and it's something that i have reminders to periodically like look for and then one day an example came up on ebay and it was like way out of my price range and i was like mm-hmm. okay this is just never going to happen and then there was an estate sale you know once and they had this fucking game you know and and Nuh-uh. i yeah and it was just and, and like i'll never forget that moment of like actually getting it and it was like totally within my budget and I yeah. got to meet the people who sold it. And there was a whole story behind why they even came into it in the first place. And, you know, it's just, it's part of the joy of, um, you know, a healthy consumerism in some ways. Yeah. It's yeah, like, I think so. When there's a story I can get on board it, with so. that. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, geez, imagine, you know, later I'll be able to say this, this Nintendo switch was, <laughs> I got this during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. We got a house during a pandemic, John. Yeah. So, you know, oh I got to say, you've got that topped. Well, one other parting thought here I wanted yeah. to leave you with, which, yeah. um, has come up for me and Bethany and, uh, she was the first to mention it to me and I've been thinking about this too. When we do find out, you know, when our kids can go back to daycare and then school, there's going to be, I think a really difficult moment ahead of us in letting go of this moment. Oh, I know. Um, Because, you know, as much as it sounds delightful to have like some time to ourselves again and, you know, have a quiet house where we're not always cleaning up and stuff. um, You know, this has been a gift in some ways all the time with our kids. And, I feel like we're really going to mourn this time. Like we're actually going to miss it, you know, undoubtedly. I mean, <laughs> it's something we never expected in our lives to have this long of a stretch. We've never had it and we probably never will with our kids, you know? So it's amazing. Just I know. sitting with that and like, you know, just maybe, I mean, it's not one of those things where it's like, look at this positively, but it's just, it is what it is. And I think I'm, I'm trying to remember that even in these difficult moments that, this is a gift to have that time with our kids, um, to see them grow in this way. And, you know, it's, it's something, it's something that we will miss. It's something that we will yeah. mourn all over again. You know, even though a return to normalcy is a really great thing for all of us, like we will, we will all miss in some ways, this wonderful surprise time with our children as they were growing up, you know, in these early yeah. years, it's really, it's amazing. It is. To be continued. Yeah. 
for sure. To be continued. Now we have to go fucking parent again. (laughs) (sighs) It's exhausting. All right. (laughs) All right. So don't forget, next week, hopefully we'll see some of you guys, or the week after, we'll figure it out. But but hopefully soon, we will have you guys on the call with us, and we can shoot the shit, talk Animal Crossing, talk Zelda, talk whatever you want. Um, Whatever you want. Take care, everybody. Bye.